So go on, put yourself in debt and get that smashed avo for brunch every day because it is good for your health. (laughs) Just kidding, don't put yourself in debt. Hey guys, welcome to the Happy Way podcast, your go-to place for all things fun, happiness, well-being, growth, trust and diversity. I am your host, Melissa Fideli, and I am here to inspire and connect everyone who chooses health and happiness so you can be your healthiest self and live life the happy way. Welcome guys. So I'm doing things a little bit different today. I'm actually doing a solo episode. So you're just going to be hearing my voice today. Um, And if you are watching us on YouTube or Apple, then I will just be hearing out my notes every now and then. So if you are listening, just be aware that we you can actually watch our full episodes on YouTube. So look us up, Happy Way, on YouTube and you'll find the full podcast episode there. So for those of you who don't know, aside from being the Happy Way podcast host and nutritionist, I'm actually a qualified clinical nutritionist. I studied a health science degree and I have my own businesses called Good Day Wellness and Get It Girl Nutrition and Self Love. I actually specialize in seeing women and supporting them with reducing their levels of anxiety through food and mindfulness practices. So anxiety is a very common condition that majority of us experience. It can really have a huge impact on our life, um, on our relationships, work, and just our general health and well-being. So today I really want to talk you through the connection between what you are eating and how this may be impacting your anxiety, as well as the nutritional and self-love practices that you can start incorporating into your daily routine that will help you heal from the inside out. So to kick things off, I thought I would just share with you all my own personal experience with anxiety and just show you why I'm actually so passionate about helping other women overcome this. So I've experienced anxiety myself in the form of panic attacks, irritability, difficulty breathing, overthinking and excessive worry. I still remember my first panic attack. It was when I was in high school and I had no idea what was going on with my body at that point. I it was it was so scary. I felt so out of control. I remember not telling anyone as well because I thought you know, no one would believe me. I thought they would think I was just being a drama queen and it was I felt really embarrassed to be honest. So it just yeah, it wasn't a really nice feeling at all. And I've never really spoken about my experiences with it. So even speaking about it, I just like, oh, I just want to give that little younger Melissa a hug. Um, so for years, I kept this to myself. Panic attacks kept happening. And I guess I, you could say I was suffering in silence. I didn't want to tell anyone. I didn't know who to speak to. Um, and I just, I didn't know if people would believe me. I didn't know if it was a real thing because it wasn't really something that was talked about a lot. Definitely not in my family, definitely not in my school. So yeah, it was kind of, it was odd. So this this just kept going and I eventually started becoming more aware of what it was and how to kind of deal with it, but I could never really make them go away completely. So my anxiety got in the way and sometimes still does get in the way of my work, going to social events as well, a bit of social anxiety. It has gotten in between my relationship, you know, 
romantic relationships and, and friendships as well. And it just makes me feel like I'm not good enough. I remember always thinking, what the hell is going on? Why am I like this? Why can't I just control my emotions? I'd be such a better person if I just didn't have this anxiety. So I really felt this sense of shame and loss of control. But it wasn't until maybe a couple of years ago when I started really seeking support that I realized it really is okay. Um, I started speaking about this with lots of friends and family. And I was honestly just shocked and, and blown away with how many other people were experiencing the same things and felt the exact same way that I did. You know, they were kind of going through it in their own way, but weren't speaking about it, didn't know if people would understand. I just remember thinking, if only I had talked about this sooner, I really wouldn't have felt so alone during those periods. But that's life and everything happens when it's meant to happen. So we need to trust in that process. So it was during this time where I had finished studying and was starting my own business that I knew that if I could just find a niche, I would be able to offer my clients a far better service. So as I really started to heal and work through my anxiety, I also found such an interest in studying the connections my nutritional habits had to my anxiety. And, you know, as I grew and I learned, I had this eagerness to share this with other women and help them through it too. So that is why I now focus heavily on this in clinic. And honestly, it is the most rewarding thing I have ever done because not only is it a constant reminder of how I can heal personally, but I get to share this with other people and hearing that they are starting to feel calmer and happier is honestly just the most incredible feeling. So... Although my anxiety does creep in sometimes and I still do experience those emotions and, and those symptoms that come with it, I know that I'm not alone in this and that I can talk about it and I can work through it. It's a sense of empowerment that I never felt before as it allows me to work through my anxiety knowing that we are all just a work in progress, doing the best we can with the knowledge that we have. So I work on my anxiety every single day and I've even created a career around it that, yeah, that helps me push through and deal with things and heal. Um, and I also get to share that. So today I'm going to share that with you and I'm going to tell you what tools continually help me and maybe they will help you too. So let's jump straight into things and let me explain how your nutritional habits play a role in anxiety. So basically everything we eat, drink and consume has a direct link on how we think and how we feel. So start to think of food as an exchange. Whatever we put into our body, we will receive a reaction. So for example, that can be a big rise in your energy levels. So think of your morning coffee, how, you know, you're feeling really quite tired and then you have your coffee and you're all perked up or you know, another situation is that sudden urge to go to the bathroom. Um, hello, lactose intolerant friends. <laughs> um, and there's also going to be a reaction when we experience an absence from these foods. So, for example, you experience fatigue when you haven't had food for a long period of time. Or you might feel quite irritable when you start cutting out sugar from your diet. So everything really does have a reaction in one way or another. So food is made up of wonderful things called nutrients, which include vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. 
Now, these little nutrients break down in our body and help us to perform normal everyday tasks and always support the production of things like your hormones and your normal neurotransmitters, um, which help us to function normally. So as you can start to put together, our food plays a massive role in how we function and how we feel both physically as well as mentally. So many studies have been conducted um, on food and anxiety and everything related, and they have shown that people with mood disorders, so that includes things like anxiety and depression, often have poor quality diets, which are low in fruits and vegetables, but high in trans fats and sugars. Not only this, but those who neglect a wholesome diet do not nourish their gut health and have a lower number of bifidobacterium, which is the healthy, thriving, happy bacteria in your gut microbiome. So your gut microbiome is like a colony of trillions of bacterium, fungi, all these great things. So when that is out of balance, it creates a just an imbalanced gut microbiome where it's overpopulated by the bacteria that are probably classified as your not so helpful bad bacteria as opposed to the beneficial um, positive bacteria. So therefore, going back to the gut microbiome, when we have a lower number of those good bacterium, this leads to a lower percentage of serotonin. Now, serotonin, you may have heard, is the happiness hormone. So these low numbers of beneficial bacteria in the gut have been linked to causing several mental illnesses, including depression and anxiety. So as you can see, when we are not nourishing our body, our mind, as well as our gut health, this has direct links back to our mental health and can cause anxiety. Now, just following on from all of that, I also want to touch on something called the gut-brain axis. So I did just briefly touch on the gut health and how that actually impacts mood and anxiety, but we have a feedback loop within our body. So our mind and our gut is connected through a loop that goes around and around. So when things aren't going well in your gut microbiome and you don't have these plentiful, um, positive, um, beneficial bacterium, that's actually going to directly impact your mental health. So yeah, when things aren't good in the gut, they're not going to be good in the mind. And when they're not good in the mind, they're also going to impact your gut health. So that's why it's so important to look at anxiety as a whole, as a holistic uh, mind-body disorder, I guess, as a, yeah, as let's not say disorder, let's just say a, a, a condition because it's not making you feel good. So now that we are aware of how foods directly impact and cause anxiety, I want to share my top nutritional tips and foods to consume daily and what you should limit to help you on your way to reducing your anxiety. It has been studied that pro-inflammatory cytokines play a role in the development of anxiety and depression. So many things can cause inflammation, but diet plays a huge role in this process. So your first step here is to really reduce your intake of pro-inflammatory foods. Now, these foods include things like highly processed packaged foods that are really rich in all those refined sugars and high fructose corn syrups, trans fats or hydrogenated fats, 
um, which are generally found in things like your fried food, fast food and packaged foods. And dairy and gluten also have been linked back to causing inflammation. However, these two foods um, are much harder to cut out completely. So just reducing those levels is a really great first step. Now, the foods that you should look at increasing to reduce your levels of inflammation include number one is your healthy fats. So these contain great amounts of omega-3 fatty acids, which have been shown to combat and reduce the levels of inflammation in the body. So these include foods like nuts and seeds, avocado, good quality oils like olive oil and oily fish like salmon and mackerel. So really get in all those healthy fats that are rich in those omega-3 fatty acids. Another great anti-inflammatory food is turmeric. So that's a bright orange spice commonly used in lots of different Indian recipes. So you can also buy it from your local grocer um, in the fruit and veg section. It looks like a funny little root. It's usually next to the ginger. (laughs) Now, the active ingredient of turmeric is curcumin, which is a compound um, with antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties that have actually been shown to lower your anxiety. So another great dietary tip for reducing your levels of inflammation is to adopt a Mediterranean style diet. So increase your plant-based foods, increase those healthy fats, have moderate amounts of animal products and reduce anything protein, uh, sorry, reduce anything processed and rich in sugar. So if you look at a old school Mediterranean style diet you know we go back to the blue zones of the world and we look at how they eat they eat lots of different foods that they have grown themselves so lots of different fruits and vegetables they eat smaller amounts of animal products um, lots of different fish um, which they catch themselves in the ocean and processed foods really aren't a thing and the levels of anxiety in these blue zones the the life expectancy in these blue zones is far higher and the anxiety is far lower than anywhere else in the world. So we can really take a few tips from them and really look at adopting that kind of Mediterranean style diet to really reduce those levels of inflammation in the body. Now, next up, we want to stabilize our blood sugar levels. So a constant rise and fall in your blood sugar levels is going to continually cause ups and downs in your mood and in your energy levels. So when you experience anxiety, this constant rise and fall is only going to make matters worse. So just think, you know, the last thing you want is to be feeling like you're up and down constantly, like one minute you're hyper, the next minute you're completely flat and you just don't feel good. That's what happens when we have inconsistent um, blood sugar levels. So we really want to look at stabilizing that because not only is it going to stabilize your energy, but your mood's going to be consistent throughout the day, which is what you want when you're someone who's quite prone to feeling anxious. Now, stabilizing your blood sugar levels is actually a lot easier than you think it is. Um, It simply comes down to eating more regularly throughout the day. So making sure that you're never really letting the tank get too empty before your next meal and really looking at the quality of the food that you are eating. So make sure you are having meals that are rich in your macronutrients, including your healthy fats, your protein and your complex carbohydrates and really low in processed sugars and anything heavily packaged and processed. So, you know, 
really making sure when you wake up in the morning, you're having a wholesome breakfast. Then you follow that with a nice wholesome snack, lunch, another snack, you have your dinner, and then you may have something else uh, after dinner, like whether it's something like a turmeric latte or just something helping you to digest your food. So, you know, let, never letting the tank get empty, making sure you're fully prepped, you're fully snacked. And yeah, so this really comes down to being prepared. Make sure you make time for your meal prep and have wholesome snacks and food stocked up um, in your fridge, in your bag and on your desk. So you're really aiming for quality when it comes to your meals. So make sure you're having foods that are as closest to the natural state, um, that are wholesome, natural, fresh and vibrant. Yeah, so making use of that meal prep Sunday, if that's something that you do, um, it's really going to make sure that you're prepared throughout the week and you have something to reach for when you're starting to feel a little bit low and a little bit anxious. Also, I should just mention that this is something you don't want to hear, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> um, coffee, um, so your morning coffee actually causes quite a big spike in your blood sugar levels. So it really gets those levels really high up, so especially black coffee. Um, so if you're an anxious person and you are feeling quite anxious, having a coffee first thing in the morning is really not going to help. It's also a stimulant based, so it's going to get you high heart rate up. So if you're someone that is quite prone to anxiety um, and you, uh, you've woken up and you are feeling anxious already, really just stop and think, do I need this coffee today? Do I need to be drinking this? Should I have it? Should I maybe wait to see if I'm okay without it? Should I try a decaf um, or should I cut it out completely? So Yes, you really want to look at stabilizing those blood sugar levels and focusing on the foods that are going to help you just feel calm and consistent throughout the day. Now, next up, I want to talk about the importance of protein in your diet. Um, all our neurotransmitters are made up of protein. Now, if you are unsure what neurotransmitters are, they are actually brain chemicals that are basically tiny little messengers that control our thoughts, our feelings and our emotions. So think of them as like little minions that are in your body and they're rushing around and transporting all of these great little informations and feelings and all these things. <laughs> so neurotransmitters include dopamine, serotonin and GABA. So these are more of the feel good ones. They are known as our happiness, our feel-good hormones, and they play a massive role in our feelings of joy, happiness, said that, motivation, and regulating feelings of anxiety. So we really need to ensure we're giving our body what it needs to, to build these feel-good neurotransmitters. So if protein is what they require, then protein is what we need to eat. So aim for a portion of protein with each meal. And if you struggle to eat good quality sources of animal protein, try incorporating a protein powder into your meal. So, you know, having that either as a snack throughout the day between your meals or, you know, incorporating it into your breakfast, whatever it may be. So since we are already talking about neurotransmitters, I would like to add that it's also so important to support your gut health when supporting neurotransmitters because 95% of your happiness hormone serotonin is actually produced in your gut. 
So to make sure that we can actually produce those levels of um, serotonin, we need to make sure we're nourishing our gut health so that our body can actually make them. Um, So you want to do this by eating wholesome foods and increasing your levels of pre and probiotics and reducing stress. Now, just talking about protein, I will just mention a good portion of protein um, if you're looking at an animal protein, so a piece of chicken or a piece of beef or whatever it may be, look at the po- the palm of your hand and you want a size of protein per serving that is the size of your palm and the thickness of your hand. So that is a great guide when looking at how much protein should I be having in my diet that's going to be sufficient for my body. So that's a really good tool to have. All you need is your hand. It's great. <laughs> so now that we've balanced our blood sugar levels, we've reduced inflammation in the body and we've supported the production of all those feel-good neurotransmitters, I am going to give you my top five favorite foods that can actually reduce anxiety. So first up are fresh berries. So a low calorie fruit packed with antioxidants. Berries are known to offer both vitamin C and antioxidants. So when we're anxious, our body actually craves a lot more vitamin C and antioxidants than it normally would um, to help protect our body against this oxidative stress. Um, So berries are something you can purchase all year round and they are super versatile to use. So a great little serving suggestion would be, this is how I love to have my berries, um, is uh, your afternoon snack or your morning tea, um, a bowl of fresh strawberries with a dollop of almond butter um, because you're not just getting all that vitamin C, all those antioxidants and minerals from the strawberry, but you're also getting those healthy fats, um, which we spoke about earlier, um, being so important um, to stabilize your mood. So that is a great anti-anxiety little snack to have in your day. Now, the next food is one that you're all going to love to hear, and it's one of my favorites. It's our good friend, dark chocolate. (laughs) So eating dark chocolate can help in relieving anxiety and calming down symptoms of depression because it's rich in phenylalanine, which is a neuromodulator that helps in mood regulation. It also contains a good amount of magnesium, which has been shown to calm the nervous system. Now, when shopping for your dark chocolate, you want to be looking for good quality dark chocolate. um, And a good general rule is to look for anything that is above 70% cacao. So that's a great little snack to have if you want to have a couple little cubes after dinner or, you know, after your lunch. It's a great little Um, way to get those great antioxidants and magnesium into your body. So next up, we've got Brazil nuts. So Brazil nuts are rich in an antioxidant called selenium. And just four Brazil nuts a day is actually going to help you reach your required intake of selenium. So that's all you need. Four Brazil nuts. Super easy. So getting adequate amounts of selenium has shown to play a role in regulating mood by reducing inflammation Uh, which, as we just discussed, is elevated when experienced anxiety. And I like to add four Brazil nuts into a smoothie, um, but you can also just have them on their own. They're super delicious um, and you can pop them into granolas or just have them in a little trail mix that you can make yourself. 
So number four is my favorite source of fat, which is avocado. So this versatile healthy fat is a delicious superfood when it comes to boosting mood. It contains a whole range of things. So tryptophan. So tryptophan is what is needed to create serotonin, our happiness hormone. It contains folate, omega-3 fatty acids, and it is full of B vitamins, which all of these things are tied to stress and anxiety reduction. So it really is a superfood. It does so many great things. Um, the best thing about avocado is all the ways that you can use it um, and how easy it is. So I love to add it into smoothies. I often swap out my banana for avocado. You can have it on toast. Um, you can add it into salads. You know, what's not to love? It's so good. So go on, put yourself in debt and get that smashed avo for brunch every day because it is good for your health. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't put yourself in debt, but do get the avo. And last but not least is rolled oats, the perfect breakfast option. So oats contain a whole range of B vitamins. They contain magnesium and they contain a great amount of fiber. Each of these nutrients are extremely important in reducing anxiety. They calm the body and the mind and that fiber also really supports a healthy digestive system and will support your gut as well. So it's kind of like an all-rounder um, when it comes to anxiety prevention. So if you can do one thing after listening to this podcast, it should be to start incorporating at least one or all of these foods into your meal plan daily. So now I've briefly explained the foods that are not as great for us in terms of anxiety throughout this episode, but I will just touch on them again. So basically you want to really reduce your intake of anything that is highly processed, foods that are super rich in sugar, your trans fats, so all those unhealthy um, fast food fat fats, caffeine, alcohol is another real big one, artificial colors, sweeteners and preservatives. So this includes things that may be hidden in food. So really start to turn your packaged food around, look at what's on the label. If there's lots of different numbers and lots of words you can't pronounce, Put it back on the shelf because that means it's got a lot of different preservatives and artificial crap in there. Um, so get back to basics. And also just look at reducing your daily intake of dairy and gluten. Now, that's not to say you can never have any of these foods because at the end of the day, all these foods are super delicious and they're great and we all eat them and we are going to have moments where we want to eat them and that is totally fine. But what I'm trying to do here is just help you identify the foods that are going to really nourish your body and the ones that you should look at having most of the time. These other foods are still great, but they should be looked at having occasionally, every now and then. So becoming aware of what foods can support you and what foods may be limiting you is a super powerful tool and can really help you to make informed choices that can help you reduce your anxiety. I think knowledge is power. So being able to identify the differences between 
you know, what's going to make me feel good and maybe what makes me feel a little bit more sluggish is super powerful. There is no such thing as good and bad foods, but every single food, like I said at the start of this episode, is going to have an exchange and you want to be able to identify the exchange that is good for you, that makes you feel good and nourished and healthy. So they're the foods you want to have in your diet most of the time, a majority of the time, and the others are just occasional every now and then. So to summarize everything we have been through today, because I've talked about a lot of different things, so I want to just summarize it in a quick little list. When you're looking at using foods to reduce your anxiety, you first want to, one, reduce inflammation in the body, two, balance your blood sugar levels, three, support the production of neurotransmitters by eating adequate amounts of protein and supporting your gut health. Four, increasing your intake of wholesome foods and adopting more of a Mediterranean style type of eating. And five, reducing your intake of foods that may be adding to your levels of anxiety. So getting back to basics, aiming for those foods that are natural, that are vibrant, that are wholesome, that aren't completely packaged and processed. So getting back to basics. So back to what I do. So I am a clinical nutritionist. And like I said, I help women. This is in a clinic one-on-one setting. Um, I have actually created a three-part nutrition, self-love and lifestyle consultation program that helps my clients work on reducing their anxiety through each of these different aspects. So we heavily focus on nourishing their body with food and nutrients and healing their guts. We've also created uh, a personalized meal plans and self-love plans so they can practice daily gratitude and, and daily self-love practices. And we also look at all the lifestyle factors that can really um, impact how they're feeling, impact their mood, impact their sleep, um, and look at how we can change and adapt these daily practices to help them boost their levels of happiness, confidence, and energy. So because I have spent today talking about this, I would love to offer each and every one of you 25% off for anyone who wants to book in with me for this three-part consultation program that will reduce anxiety like it has for so many of my wonderful clients. So you can simply use the code HAPPYWAYPODCAST when you email me and all my details can be found in the show notes below, which I will pop there. So before I go and give your ears and your brain a rest, I just wanted to say it's really great to be aware that anxiety is caused by many different factors. And it, when it comes to healing your anxiety, it really does require support from all different angles. So aside from all the nutritional interventions you can implement right away, Seeking advice from a mental health practitioner, such as a psychologist or a counsellor, will be a massive help for you. Other changes you should seek to make is really moving your body daily. So daily movement is going to boost those feel-good endorphins. And I know that sometimes when you're feeling low and anxious, the last thing you want to do is get outside and get moving and 
you know, do an intense workout. But trust me when I say it'll help you so much more than you think it will. And it's in those moments that you need to kind of push and, and, and move and get out of your comfort zone a little bit. It's also so important to get out in the sun and soak up vitamin D. So low vitamin D levels have also been linked back to depression and anxiety. So it is a hormone that our body creates that we need quite a bit of. It is a very common deficiency in Australia. So getting outside, getting direct sun exposure on your skin is the most easiest way to top up those vitamin D levels. So if you can aim to do that for 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll start noticing a big difference in how you're feeling. And practicing mindfulness, you know, finding time every day to Give yourself a bit of love, whether that's journaling, whether that's doing a five-minute meditation, whether that is reading your favorite book. Self-love looks different to everyone. Mindfulness looks different to everyone. So find something that you love that works for you and aim to do it every day. Like I said, even if it is just for five minutes, you're still giving yourself that time and that care that you deserve and that you need. So it's going to make a big difference. And last but not least is, of course, be kind to yourself. So, you know, if you're struggling, reach out, be kind, be gentle. It's okay that you're feeling this way. You will work through it. There is always someone there to listen and you are so loved and cared for. So don't ever forget those things. Now, I often ask in all my episodes, what is one thing my guests would tell their younger self? So I asked myself that question. Um, And if I could tell my younger anxious self anything, it would be that you are not alone, girlfriend. And this heavy feeling that you are experiencing right now is just temporary. You can and you will work through it and you are so loved. Just breathe and let go. You got this, girl. I will leave it here today. And if you found this episode helpful and interesting, just let me know as I would love to be able to continue to provide you with information that can actually help you feel and be the best version of you. I will keep doing these solo episodes if you guys want me to. So make sure you let me know Um, and come and say hi and follow me on my social media pages. So my personal page is at Melissa Fideli on Instagram and that is spelt M-A-L-I-S-S-A-F-E-D-E-L-E. And then you can also find my business pages at getitgirl underscore nutrition and at gooddaywellness underscore. So that's it from me today, guys. Sending you all so much love and happiness. I hope that you got one piece of wisdom from this episode that you can apply to your life to help you grow and be a happier and healthier version of you. Please make sure to like, share, subscribe, pop us on your socials and yeah, let me know what you think. Sending you all so much love. Bye.